okay, Northern Ireland's part of the UK, but also like oftentimes in things I've watched in this country, when someone's like a Northern Irish character, like that's there's stuff about their background that gets drawn into it that well, doesn't I guess happen. It's because Liam Neeson is so uh, he has such a sort of like mild burr. He has like his own accent. I don't know how to like like it is. You can sort of identify it as Northern Irish, but it's so like I don't know. It's so soft. That it's hard to characterize it as anything other than Liam Neeson voice. That's because he's not saying the word paving slab. Yeah, drop a paving slab on your head. No, but there's, <laughs> there's so many like great like Liam Neesonism lines in this movie. My, my favorite being "fantastic show, classic drumming song." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like that is the most dad coded line in the whole movie. Classic drumming song. Just respect it so much. Respect Perfect. it so much. Yeah. yeah um, so that's the plot there, and then we need we need to get through just get through the characters. Uh, we talked about Sarah, Carl, and Michael. Um, there's Colin and Tony, uh, basically, and 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 Colin Frizzle, Colin God Frizzle, of God of Sex from from uh, Basildon, the great Bas Vegas. Uh, basically, yeah, shouts out, oy rents oy. out his flat temporarily and takes all his money so he can go to Milwaukee, Milwaukee Wisconsin, Wisconsin. Uh, where he immediately gets gets laid by hot. Yeah, women, he has a foursome with three hot chicks. With three hot chicks who. Let's just one of them. I think maybe it's at the end. I can't remember where they bring their friend, but like has a really, really southern accent, and was like, like I got to tell you, that's not how people talk in Milwaukee. And I told Cynthia, I was like, it would have been way funnier if instead of doing that sort of like basically like Northern Irish guy in London, yeah, the yeah. Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders, uh, they looking girls in the bar, like they had. I'm not saying that they they have to be like less attractive, but they just need to be more Milwaukee looking. Like they have to be like head to toe in Packers stuff and just like just blackout drunk, but you wouldn't know it because that's just that's just an average Thursday night night for them yeah, yeah, like yeah. people in oh yeah that's uh that's minnesota some or real d- some real cheese heads d- d- dakota's kind of accent yeah, but yeah okay, like yeah. people milwaukee well rather wisconsin is one of the if not the hardest drinking part of america like in terms of actual sort of statistical samples of alcohol consumption like surveys and stuff wisconsin is is like the most get blackout fucking state in america so to me, uh, it's probably one of the only places where a dude who grew up in the the rendition of English drinking culture found in Basildon would actually find themselves having to go toe to toe because yeah. like it's just it's such a, a just just unhealthily drunk. Yates is wine lodge, <laughs> <laughs> but there's no three liter bottles of White Lightning, so you're already on the back foot. I see that? Yeah, the average American, if confronted with the three liter bottle of White Lightning, yeah, it, I, I I haven't really been online that much, but I periodically have checked stuff, and it seems like there's you know uh, transatlantic fucking food discourse happening, and it's just like, man, oh, who cares? Oh, it's the British people oh. don't like spicy food thing again, which is constantly parroted online yeah, by men. There's no evidence no. for this, but also like the idea that people get weird about Americans and mexican food and it's like look at the end of the day like mexican food sucks in places where there aren't mexicans there are mexicans in britain there's just not a lot of them and mexican food made for british people doesn't taste like mexican food in america which to be fair is mostly if it's not in places that are meant for a primarily hispanic clientele is probably adapted from the style of mexican food that got made popular in southern california when catering to white people so it's already kind of different to begin with but yes go figure there's a lot more variety of mexican and central american and south american food in america because fucking we're next to them like oh, yeah, yeah it, oh no None of this was even about Mexican. No, food. but I've seen that from Brits as yeah, well yeah, as yeah. about spicy food and shit. It always, it always is like Americans and Mexican food be comments made by spi- by salty Brits and Americans saying Brits don't like spicy food or British food is bad and, and basically ignoring all of the kind of like what contemporary food in this country is like. British people don't like salt. I don't fucking know why that is. No one else is like this. But food in Britain is fine. It's good and British food like 
English food is good. It's just, a, it's just, it, it can be made badly, but so can American food. Don't cast not the first stone if you, unless you went to a place that didn't have fucking dog shit food for your school lunches. <laughs> I was in the hospital for a lot. You know this too from your experience. Fucking the hospital food in Britain better than the hospital food in America. I'm just gonna say it's not good, but it's fucking. Yeah, I was gonna so say hospital much, food is pretty bad. So, so much concerned. better than the hospital, hospital food in America. So you know what, like. It's a stupid thing. But anyway. Especially when your hostel lunch in America costs, you know, $1,000. <laughs> no, but it's served on the same plastic tray that you had in elementary school. Like, and that also costs $1,000 because they put it's it. It's also the same as the lunch you get in jail. Because they, they, they put it through the sterilizer once. Um, yeah, I just, so basically he goes to Milwaukee and winds up having sex and then um, comes back to Britain with hot chicks who immediately uh, want to hook up with him and his friend. You're not a god of sex, Colin. You're a lonely, ugly arsehole. <laughs> It seems, I don't know what the fuck it's in there for other than just kind of a gag thing, but like the fact that they, they go to and the house they live in where the silhouettes through the window of that fucking, it literally looks like a house I would have like rented a room in in college. Like in terms of, yeah, they yeah, did yeah. nail the sort of shitty Midwestern house thing, which is very yeah, funny. Yeah, the awful Christmas lights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, yeah. that is brilliant. And then uh, there's John and Judy, the fluffers, uh, who are their stand-ins for <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, for an adult adult film, and uh, no, they're not, they're not standing for an, they're standing for a regular film, regular but for film nudity with a lot of with a lot of really graphic sex scenes for some reason. I think yeah. So I think uh, based on my knowledge of the film industry, the 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 point of them is to get the lighting right Correct, for the yeah, nude yeah, scenes. Yeah, yeah. So, so basically, yeah. they get people that they aren't the body doubles, but rather they're like the same more or less. Yeah, Martin Freeman is not a body double for Matt, Matt, uh, Brad Pitt, unsurprisingly. Yeah, fair enough. Although, uh, long story short, like they then wind up having to do all these awkward nude sex things together, simulating or or otherwise. And, and Stacy from Gavin and Stacy. And then they get and have a relationship um, yeah. because they're already, you know, he's already having to like fondle her breasts in front of the, all yeah. the lighting and camera people and everything. Yeah. The nipples, could you massage them? Yeah. yeah th- th- this is to me, once again, like this is a story about, about there's, there, there's 10 people or 10, 10 major characters, but some of them just like, I don't know what the fuck this is in the movie. Whatever. You know what? It's a British I, movie. I think there's a quite well-observed uh, amount of Britishness in, in, in that with like the awkwardly making small talk conversation while both being completely naked and play acting that you're having sex. It, it is so laser targeted Brit vibes. Yeah, it's it to me. It's a thing that plays up the kind of body jokes stuff. It kind of inverts it. Like I absolutely get where you're coming from. As regards the plot of the film, insofar as there is one, it's not really that important. There's a, there's a bit in um, uh, there's a, uh, a British comedian William William Stone who made this. Like, it's rare that an Instagram reel really makes me laugh, but mm-hmm. he was just like he'd made this video where it's like it's like him in a darkened room, like with a torch, and he's like, after years of searching the labyrinth, I finally encountered the Minotaur, and then it's just and then it's just him like kind of bumping into a guy and going, oh, sorry. Bit of a warren in here, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and that's just the end of the video. <laughs> yeah, like, I can imagine. Yeah. Like I said, laser targeted um, for British vibes. I yeah. absolutely. And I think that was kind of like I wanted to say at the start. Actually, is that sort of whereas um, like something like Downton Abbey or or maybe even something like Peaky Blinders feels like it's kind of like performing Britishness for like a, a like a non-British audience in so many ways. This this feels like it's like in jokes. It's like it's like the kind of. Um, I don't know, like just laser targeted, deep cut, like what life in Britain is. Yeah, and it's like it's it's a little bit twee and it's a little bit like like packaged up. But when you, I, I take your point that so much of what becomes popular abroad and has been popular abroad throughout the you know the decades that I've sort of been paying attention to. I mean, the, the er, my earliest encounter with British entertainment sort of portrayals and stuff was like watching Blackadder on fucking PAL cassettes when I was like seven years old. You know, 
over 30 years ago. So like, I think so much of what gets done for export that's popular abroad is not just like you said, like it, 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 that, that, that sort of stylized rendition, but it's always historical period pieces. It's always, you know, like Merchant Ivory films or Jane Austen novels made into films or, uh, you know, films about, I don't know, fucking Admiral Nelson, uh, you know, or Shakespearean stuff, shit like Braveheart, like just all these things that get made, even if they're made by Americans, like the Britishness, the British cultural stuff is always historical. It's always, I mean, I'm just trying to think about British movies that are about contemporary British life that are popular abroad, particularly in America. And this is one, I mean, aside from like the Hugh, the Richard Curtis, you know, Hugh Grant movies in the nineties, like this is early two thousands, might as well be one. Basically, other than the other permutations of this same film by the same guy with most of the same actors, there just aren't that many that I can think of. And I might be wrong, but I'm just laughing because I'm like, children of men? <laughs> Not really. Yeah, yeah. Children Capturing of men. a very different, but also very, very accurate very side accurate. Yeah, of, and, and uh, features, features at least one of them. I mean, Chiwetel Ejiofor is in yeah. there as well. I, I mean, another line from this film that I say all the time, hey, it's a lot of legs, David. <laughs> the whole scene where like the prime minister fucking turns up at, at Martin McCutcheon's house and opens the door to her entire family, like kind of stood on the staircase and her coming downstairs going, where the fuck is my fucking coat? Yeah. And then being like, oh, it's the prime minister. Like th- this is such a perfect encapsulation of like co- Cockney household, how they would react to the prime minister. I got to be up. honest with you. I wouldn't have gotten that before, but now having lived in this, in this country for over five years, a hundred percent. Yeah. There's certain things about it that I'm just like, Oh yeah, no, that's that's that that's completely accurate. The, the way that the dad is kind of like calling him sir and, and attempting to sort of project an air of decorum, but then the mum is just fully being like, "Well, the play the, hey, is a lot of legs, David. The octopus <laughs> costumes take them weeks." You know that. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. expecting that everyone has that one auntie who would fully expect the prime minister to take the octopus costume she has made very seriously, like that, a hundred percent. 